Listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Saddleball Routine Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. You've landed on AM 1290 or maybe 96.9 FM uh, News Press Radio. I'm so thankful to Eternity Ready Broadcasting, who is also now hosting our show. Now we're platformed on over 20 countries. So just more good news overall. Uh, we had a great week this week. Let's start off. Uh, let's start off with a little gratitude this week. Um, you want to start off? I, I have a, okay, a let's major hear. gratitude. We uh, had to purchase a new mattress and Macy's uh, delivered our mattress and the deliverers. Um, were fantastic they literally had booties on their shoes and they laid out a red carpet and i'm just so grateful at their kindness of bringing in and installing a new mattress because you know you when you get upsold on the white glove service you're like yeah whatever okay so you get a free mattress cover anything free i get excited i perk up okay <laughs> do you know what i'm saying it's just, oh my god free tell me more um and and i'm not kidding when the guys got here it was the best, you know, just talk about start the week, especially when you've been sleeping on a plank for eight days. OK, <laughs> so it's kind of hard for me because, you know, I'm a bigger girl. All right. So sleeping on a boy, I've only had one thing that I could relate that to, but we won't talk about that on this show. OK, <laughs> but it was really hard. All right. It was and a little I, glamping. It was a way glamping. And I don't do that. Like my life. I mean, I like room service. That's kind of like how I like to roll. All right. Just to be honest. And I'm so thankful that I got sleep on that board. And then when I got the matches, oh my God. But when you guys come here and it was just, I felt like I was the queen, you know, and you know how fitting the queen of teen, right? So they literally throw this red carpet out and it's like 10 feet and it's from the base of the truck. And then out comes your king, California king matches. I mean, I bowed. Okay, I was so excited to get this thing. So I want to thank the guys. And if Macy's wasn't in your house to look for getting a mattress, uh, check it out. Because I went up and down the city looking for mattresses and Macy's was the, sp the place. And I would have never thought about it. And I've got to thank um, your mom, Vera, because she was the woman, you know, and it made that all happen. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. And then, uh, thank you to all the delivery people that bring things to everyone. Yeah, it's got to be really hard. right? Yeah, now. really Definitely. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. But the booties and the mask and put the little hat on. And I'm telling you that red car, I will go to bed in my new bed thinking of rolling out that red carpet <laughs> so anyway ed have you had what's going on with you have any any gratitude this week we've got a we got a full house here today well since i was out of the country for the entire month of may my thoughts immediately went to my experiences in paris and there were some people in paris who spoke english that helped us out and went the extra mile i mean it would go for days on a topic that we needed help with locating friends. And then when I, when we left getting a taxi cab to pick you up at a specific place, you got to be able to pull some strings. And, and one of the fellows at a restaurant that spoke English helped me with that and told me how to go about getting a taxi to come pick you up. 
at eight o'clock in the morning to go to the airport. Uh, they so. don't. They don't have. They don't have Uber. Yeah, they have. They do, but we don't have. I have Lyft. I'm not a member of Uber, and, <laughs> and so I went to looking for the guy that I knew that spoke English and that had helped us, and actually hooked up with one of his coworkers who did the same thing. And he said, "The way you do it," he says, "Go to. Are there any hotels near you?" So, yeah, there's one that I actually stayed at our first night there. He said, go to the hotel. They all are members of a cab company and they can get a cab. And they did the same thing. I went there and it had been a month since we'd been at this hotel. Oh, yes, we remember you. We'll get a cab here. What time do you want it? Eight o'clock the next morning, there was a cab waiting uh, for us in front of that hotel. So, you know, they may not hear that shout out. About to give, but <laughs> you that's never know. Who I would give it to is some <laughs> energetically. Yeah, we're all connected, Ed. They yeah, feel yeah. it. <laughs> they feel it. Good one. Anthony Rodriguez is with us in the house. He also has a guest. He's going to be bringing on that we're going to um, uh, interview later on in the show. What do you have to be grateful for this week? Um, actually, I am grateful for for my guest um, to be here. You know, uh, Stephanie, I'm really grateful that you are here and uh, going to be sharing some stuff. And I'm also grateful to Goodland Barbecue. Uh, Goodland Barbecue um, has some amazing food. They're at 5725 Hollister Avenue. And I just want to say thank you so much for for the awesome food that you gave us the other day. So um, go check them out. It's 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 really good. I don't you know I'm very picky. I'm like a little kid, but I actually really finished my food over there. So you got to know it's good. So well, where'd go? You like it? I like it, Anthony. Yeah, really barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we like the same things. All right, all right. Don Sanders is in the house. How you doing, Don? I'm well, thanks. Don'smassageohi.com, and uh, I am very grateful for these mornings of cloud cover that we've been having up here. It may differ there in Santa Barbara, but. We're coming into the really hot, dry time of the year here in Ojai and uh, waking up early and sitting and just feeling delicious fog, kiss your skin. You know, it's cool. You can't see through it. It's 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 rare and it's wonderful that to know that there's still moisture in the air when you need it. Nice. June, June, the June gloom is a welcome. Yeah, <laughs> gloom. I never, I never use that gloom expression. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> nice. All right. Christine Marie, how are you doing today, Christine? I'm doing really great. Thank you. Um, I am, I have to say how grateful I am. Funnily enough, what comes to me is for the employees at the local coffee shop, just around the corner, um, the coffee, the daily grind. And their employees have been there for at least 20, if not more years. And they're so friendly and they're so kind. And I don't can't remember, I can't believe I can't remember their names, but every time they see me and I see them, we see each other. And it's so nice to have continually see people um, and, and be seen in such a good way. It feels really good. So I'm really grateful for the for those people who stick around and stay in places and are, you know, anchored in, in ways that I don't think I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I've come and nice. gone in these years, you know. So it's really <laughs> nice yeah it's, it's a great place i used to yeah. when i worked downtown i that was my daily stop for sure nice yeah richard dugan our producer what say you give me some give me some love baby i would like to uh send out gratitude to uh, the two people who are um not only good friends but they're also working on the property where we live 
to clean it up, which is fantastic. It's it's been 16 years, and uh, they're there. Steve and Sura. Sura happens to be the daughter of the landlord who has since passed on, uh, who is there as well. And uh, we're just grateful for for them and for their friendship. Uh, it's it's really been very nice to uh, to connect with them, like minded people as well. And anytime they need something from us, I you know I don't have any problem complaining. Could you move your your truck to the other side of this thing here so we can get there. No problem. I want me to leave it there and park there from now until you guys finish? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. No problem. Uh, and the same thing here when we have, uh, you know, an issue or uh, do you mind if we go through this area of your uh, your little area where you live to do this, that, or the other thing? And, of course, I always say yes because, well, they're doing it. They have a job to do. But we're accommodating of one another, and it's just a really nice, friendly relationship. So to Steve and Sura, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice. I, I love starting off the show 12 years now um, with gratitude or ending the show with gratitude. And I learned a lot of this. We started this just watching my partner here, Dominique Hackett. Every morning when she wakes up and before she goes to bed, she journals and she just always write, you know, not to be nosy. Um, and I was like, it's, <laughs> what, are you, what are you writing? You know, because sometimes she'll throw out these things, you know, oh, I'm studying this or whatever. She goes all over the map. OK, because she's highly intelligent. But when she downloads gratitude and love and happy, it, it, either, it starts the, the day, it ends the day. I, I learned about gratitude through actually my partner, Dominique, was watching her journaling. And Dominique, what's, what's the thing you're pulling out? And I recommend to everybody, um, especially it's a great connection to your child, to your teen athlete, to your grandparent, to your parent. What's the best part of your day? What are you looking forward to today? What are you most grateful for about today? And it starts, it, it starts the day and ends the day on positivity. And I think that's just really energetically is super important today. Well, it, it's based on the theory that uh, the things that you notice, you'll get more of them. So, so if you are noticing what you're grateful for day that way and you notice it at the end of your day, you're just going to accumulate more and more things that you're grateful for. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right, let's do this. We've got a lot of new um, commercials that are lined up here. Thank you, Dr. D. And right after these messages, we have Ed Langlow with Only I've Known. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back. This is Ed Langlow with If Only I'd Known. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom, as well as those listening in on the radio. Today's segment is a perseverance lesson in the 1971 Dos Pueblos Chargers basketball game. 
1971, Dos Pueblos had only been around for five years and had never won a basketball championship of any kind. But on March 14th, Santa Barbara News press writer John Zant gave this account. The Dos Pueblos Chargers were at the Los Angeles Sports Arena to take on the Bellflower Buccaneers in a 3A CIF championship matchup. DP didn't shoot well, but the Chargers completely dominated Bellflower with a tenacious defense. The Dos Pueblos coach was quoted in the paper saying, thank God we played well on defense. DP never trailed, and in the first two and a half minutes, put four points on the board and never let the Buccaneers get off a shot. Zant made the quip on his article in the paper that Dos Pueblos defense pestered the Buccaneers like a bunch of insurance salesmen throughout the game. The Bucs were able to tie the game 5-5, but the six foot seven junior center, Bruce Cauldron, hit a 15-foot fallaway shot to put the Chargers ahead to stay. At the end of the first quarter, the score was Chargers 10, Buccaneers 7. Midway through the second period, it was 14-13, Dos Pueblos, when the Chargers went on a nine-point tear and took a 23-13 lead to the locker room. Cauldron scored eight of the nine points in that streak, giving him 13 in the first half. He added 12 more in the second half to finish as the game's high score with 25 points. I had to take some smelling salts at halftime, he said. I got the flu earlier in the week. Can you imagine being arguably the best basketball player at DP the week before the CIF final game? You get the flu? But he he obviously didn't feel that bad to wind up being the game's high scorer. But at halftime, he felt queasy enough to need to take smelling salts to get himself squared away. So that's perseverance in my book. The Chargers' Richard Stein garnered 10 points last night, putting him in double figures in 29 games of the season. It was like a dream at the beginning of the season, he said. Now, I can't believe we did it so easily. Bellflower had been a comeback team throughout the season, but in the third quarter, they could only shave their deficit by one point, leaving the score 30-21 in favor of DP. Bill Weinberg, Bellflower's lead scorer with a season average of 14.5, didn't make his first basket until there were only four minutes left in the game. In the final minute of the game, the Dos Pueblos fans started chanting, we're number one, and they were. The final score was Dos Pueblos 49, Bellflower 40. For the first time since 1935, when Santa Barbara Dons beat Long Beach Poly at a local school, won a CIF title in basketball. Bruce Cauldron went on to play basketball for the University of Oregon Ducks, Sadly, Bruce unexpectedly passed away last July in Fallbrook, Oregon, mm. at the age of 67. Mm. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Nice. Wow. Uh, thanks for giving us Where Are They Now? Okay, If Only I'd Known turned into Where Are They Now? I was wondering if he actually made it to the pros. Fall no? Creek. You know, I, didn't, I couldn't find that. I did a little research on Bruce. I didn't find that. That's Fall Creek, Oregon, not Fallbrook. But he passed away, yeah, at 67 in Fall Creek, Oregon. 
Um, I know he played for the Ducks. I don't know that he ever went pro. I, I couldn't. I believe he actually went into coaching, um, but I, I don't know if he ever played pro or not. Well, it's but. like one percent get a what? What they say? We we talked about this once before with athletes with our teen athletes. You got one percent. It's like a lottery ticket to get a, a scholarship. Oh yeah. And then of all that bucket, hundreds of thousands of kids, it's a like one percent chance of going. Yes. And getting, you know, drafted. Yeah. So, yeah. Sports and music. Sports and music are, are both that way. It's, you know, it's a fun way to go, but you have to consider the odds. And if you want to be a professional athlete or a professional musician, you need a backup yeah. for that. Well, and then you yeah, look at the opportunities, too, because you have the world now. You could play in Hong Kong. You could play in China. You could yeah. play oh, in Italy. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're that that didn't get picked up and you still have it in your dreams, you know, um, we are wheelhouse. You there's more opportunities yeah. today for sure. Oh yeah, go for it, but just yeah. have a backup plan. So, a quick question, Ed. This is yes. Dr. Packett. Where are you finding all these delicious stories? Are you finding them in yearbooks or what's uh, your this, reference? This particular story, I have a book that is a, a history book put together by the Santa Barbara News Press, a huge book. It's probably 18 inches wide and 20 inches tall. And so I went through it and I found that article by John Zant and uh, put things together, did a little research. But, but yeah, it's, yeah, I have to look everywhere. I've been looking at newspaper articles, yearbooks, uh, that news uh newspaper's own book, Santa Barbara News Press book. Uh, I've gone everywhere digging up. You go, I go on the internet. Once I get a story, I, I Google the name or the game or the school and uh, been able to dig up a lot of information. It's just, it takes time and dedication. It takes me days sometimes to come up with all the statistics to put a show together. But Beautiful. Well, I just want to give a shout out to teens. If you have not considered taking a class in yearbook, please consider that yes. for your next year at high school. Yes. I, I did a semester of uh, being on the yearbook staff, and it is great fun. And um, it's really enjoyable to look back when you get older oh, and yeah. know that you participated and in bringing together you. those really fun moments because... Yeah. Your experiences in high school, there's something, hopefully, that everyone is uh, being able to treasure. And we want to encourage teens, especially teen athletes, keep those, write, those write-ups about your different wins and so forth. You will really enjoy them in years to come. Yeah. Yes, and we need that for our future Ed Langwell historians. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good life's lesson as well. Being If you're on the yearbook, a committee it's a good life's lesson here's what it takes to do these kinds of things and nice all right so let's do this we've got a minute but let's let's go to just take a short break right now we've got anthony rodriguez and his guest stephanie forrester let's get to that we'll give a little bit of extra time here we'll be back with more after these messages Back. 
this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, everybody. This is Anthony Rodriguez. And and um, today we have a special guest, um, Stephanie Forrester, who will be speaking on about her son. And, um, and with this story is in hopes to save other lives. And, um, you know, I don't want to take too much of it. So, um, Stephanie, um, please share me your story. My name is Stephanie Forrester, and I lost my son, Justin, almost three months ago. Um, He was my only child. Um, I raised him by myself. Um, He brought a lot of joy in my life, and I was thrilled to be his mother. And this loss has taken a lot from me. Um, I'll never see him flourish. I'll never see his future. I'll never see if he has grandchildren or anything like that. So um, it's fentanyl that is um, a really rapid killing drug. Um, Two years ago, my son shattered his ankle. And he had surgery and he had seven plates put in his ankle. Yeah, he was um, sent home with Vicodin um, and uh, Narco. And, and that's really common. That's what's usually given when you have a lot of pain. You get Vicodin. Right. Yes, but it, and, and it was during COVID. And since he was over 18, I had no control, you know, finding out what he was taking. Nonetheless, the boredom leaded into experiencing using other drugs. Um, a couple of years ago, I was on my way to work and I peeked in his room, which I never do because he's, I don't like that. And I went into his room and he was clammy. His lips were purple. He was sweating and he was basically unconscious. He spent a few nights. So those are the signs of overdose, right? You, you recognize. Oh, yeah. So he, he spent some a few nights in ICU um, and then you know it, we struggled a lot um, he was doing good for a while and he wouldn't he wouldn't do good and I just the drug is so powerless it just makes you um, nobody should have to develop that craving that it gives you and nobody should not know enough about it um, to understand how, how strong it is. I mean, we've lost so many, so many kids um, from this, from this horrific, horrific disease or opiate crisis, or, you know, I call it a war. Um, I have, you know, I, I spent prior to this first overdose a lot of time researching it. I studied on Snapchat, his, his Snapchat, um, I was able to log into his telephone and I learned to pick up the platforms, the names, the M30s, the China girls, all the lingo that they used. And I mean, just can I jump in for one second? Just so that parents know, the DEA, which is responsible for, you know, finding the drug traffickers in our country. They have issued memorandums. These are unclassified documents that give parents the code names for all these various drugs, including 
code emojis and so forth. So if you, if parents, um, and teens too, if you're worried about your friend and you want more information, there is information on the internet to understand some of these code words. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Stephanie. No, you're absolutely correct. Um, I didn't know that Snapchat had already knew about this platform two years ago. Unfortunately, I had to learn it on my own. Um, you know, two years I couldn't sleep. I would, I would, you know, stay up all night till I knew you came home. I would, you know, try to do as much as I could to find out more and more and more about it. Um, it just, it, it, I, I was literally powerless. And um, that's when I, you know, that's when I really kicked in um, with a lot of different things. Um, and prior to his death, he was doing really, really well. And so, you know, it takes just one time of relapsing. It takes actually one time of even doing it, and you're and you're 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 gone. Um, and anybody, it could happen to anybody. And that's that's what I really want to talk about. Is it 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 can happen to anybody right now? So yeah. that's the really important thing that um, we are so blessed to have you on Teen Sports Radio that we're trying to communicate to teens and to parents. We did not know this before talking with you and watching the KTY TV interview with you that these drugs are getting manufactured in China, Mexico, other places. They look like they're pharmaceuticals, but they're not. So we, we don't even know the substances that are in them, but they are obviously laced with enough potency of fentanyl to just kill you. So uh, this is something new. Our, our generation did not experience this as I was growing up, but we were trying to get the message out to teens and to parents that this is a different uh, this is a different situation than we've ever experienced before. And, and another thing is, is what I didn't realize until we had our conversation is that the recovery is almost impossible. Um, and you pretty much almost have to be sedated because the chemical is so strong that the only real recovery is to go back on the chemical. And like you had talked about last night is that these people that are encouraging our kids to continue um that it's just constant it's just constant 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 because they know that they got you one use and and you could be hooked and it happens to anyone a anthony do you want to jump in for a second and maybe give us some hotline numbers and also uh christine marie yeah so um you know, we, I usually get the reports from the coroner, um, you know, about suicides. And uh, just this year, or actually last year, I began to get the reports on overdose deaths. And it's, it's unfathomable of how many people have died through, because of fentanyl. And, um, you know, we had over 160 deaths uh, due to overdoses, and close to 100 were for, because of fentanyl. And that is an alarming, alarming rate. I mean, that's just unfathomable. And that's just only in a year. And um, due for this year, 2022, I haven't even gotten a report because they're so behind um, due to all the deaths that, that have been happening. They, we haven't even had a report on that yet, not even on the suicide report. And I used to get those every, every couple of months. 
And um, that, that says a lot. And I'm very grateful for Stephanie's strength um, to be able to be on, uh, to talk about this, because if we don't talk about it, we won't be able to save any lives. And anybody that, um, you know, I think everyone should, should really get educated on, on, the, on the statistics, on what you can do to prevent it. Um, parents, I think they need to get a lot more involved in, in, in understanding and learning about certain things that can harm and even adults, because I mean, I'm looking at the ages and the age range of the deaths are all over the place. And people are not understanding that just because you purchase from a dealer once doesn't mean that it's going to um, it's going to be the same exact thing. Um, and the and fact that so many people don't realize that they're taking fentanyl, it's laced right. in the drug. That's what scares me the most. They That's don't right. even realize they're taking it. It's, it's laced and it's um, well, I mean. Uh, I, I do work for the Department of Behavioral Wellness and our division chief of ADP, um, John Doyle, has let us know that we are really in one of the worst um, due to this fentanyl and, and they, that it's lace and don't, people don't even know that they're taking it. And it, it is such a small amount. I want you all to know that there is a... Um, a campaign that is called fentanyl is forever and you can if you go to www.fentanylisforever.org f-e-n-t-a-n-y-l-i-s-f-o-r-e-v-e-r.org you there is a link there you can get you can get Nuxol, n- <laughs> naloxone nal- nal- naloxone which is a which will help you know it's an instantaneous um it can stop an overdose. It also has some um, another link about fi- for you can find help and where there's more information um, and treatment services and you know and where you can find naloxone. So there are. It is known that this is just a huge thing right now. And 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 thank thank you so much, Stephanie. The word definitely does need to get out. I don't know if she's still with us. Oh, yes, she is. There you are. So you're doing wonderful. You know, I'm so 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 sorry for what happened to your son. And it's so wonderful that you've just taken it up and you're going to you know make sure more people know about it because it's a it's an epidemic right now. Right. And um, one thing that I'm grateful for here at the food bank is that um, we have um, Narcan in all of our vehicles and all our trucks. And we've trained our staff on how to use it. And Narcan Um, is naloxone. So just so you know, when I said naloxone, that is Narcan. So it is the same thing. And you can get I know Pacific Pride has it. I know that there are a lot of places that have that have Narcan. And it's probably a good thing for almost anybody (laughs) to have on hand with the fact that things are being laced with it that people don't even realize. Correct. Correct. I agree. I totally agree. So, So you're saying then all the schools have it. Is that what we're saying? They should. They should. But we don't know. We don't know yet. No. Because I, I'm in touch with a lot of kids in schools and coaching, and this has never been, we've never talked about this. So, if, I mean, to be such an opioid epidemic, especially since it starts off with pain, injuries, pain management, pain management it's just something like you said, when you're, when you're camouflaging these pills, what I don't understand is, I just don't, if you're selling it, you get caught with fake drugs that have any, any speck of fake. I mean, we sent people to jail for weed for 20 years, all right, back in our day growing up. So this, I mean, can kill a horse, all right, and it doesn't make any sense. The, the, 
the crime is so bad wiping out our young kids it, we're not the time isn't reflective to the crime stephanie what are your what are your thoughts on this it's really frustrating because you know we don't have any form of education in any one of the schools regarding this at all i know that you can get narcon on a website and they send it to you free i know you can go to any pharmacy the one bonds montecito cbs and the pharmacist will actually write that prescription for you and give it to you um the awareness is is we are lacking it and it really i don't understand it um i just i just can't believe that that's not part of of, of a class that we have. I mean, you know, I've talked with the fire department, I've talked with everybody, and I did find somebody that maybe we can collaborate and go in and talk about fentanyl, but, you know, it's just, you know, what are they, the stats aren't going to really affect the kid and, unless children, unless they, they really know about it more. And, you know, I'm sorry, it just, it just dumbfounds me that I have to talk about Justin in the past, like he's passed now, so it's always he was, or, and I, I just don't understand um, why it's taken us so long and why we have all these red tapes when we get so, educated. Stephanie, yeah. we were talking to you about the mudslide in Montecito and about how the whole community came together to rescue Montecito from the mudslide. And what we're on Team Sports Radio, we're trying to put out the call to everyone that this is even worse than the mudslide. We have a serious epidemic going on in our community, and we have to wake everyone up that people don't know what they're taking when they're just randomly taking things, and that there is a way to help. That parents can get a hold of this Narcon from the pharmacist and we can do more to save lives. So this is a nationwide epidemic and really please go to the website fentanylisforever.org. You will find information on the, on, on the epidemic, on what it is, on what's happening and, and see other families that are being affected. It's, please go there. It's, it will be very helpful. Not to be transparent and not to ring the bell is wrong. And I know this city is probably one of the top five places in the world to live, but we are not, we, are, we have been infected. And it's up to us to get the word out, to share, to have communications. To t I'm telling you, it's not in the schools at all as much as it needs to be. We have Michael Baker as one of the co-hosts on Teen Sports Radio, CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs. We could start there. Wherever there's kids, we need to have representatives to go out and just start a, some kind of series of lectures and education um, it's a, it, people aren't necessarily going to go online. They need somebody like a Stephanie to go out there and share who has suffered the greatest loss a parent could ever have yeah. and share that. Well, um, what do you call it? So um, I was talking to Stephanie last night and um, thinking about it and, and, and just pondering the way that I, that maybe we can move something along. Um, um, I already called uh, the school district uh, and some of the board members, and I'm going to try to see if there's something that we can do um, to have a program uh, and, and be able to speak about this in the schools. Great. Let's take a, we've got a lot more show. Okay. Let's fill up some coffee. We'll be back with more after these messages.
this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey, everybody, this is Anthony Rodriguez again, and um, we're listening to Stephanie with a powerful message on fentanyl use. And um, I would like to continue that conversation. And um, Stephanie, please continue. Um, you know, I just went to Montecito Union, and I know that, you know, like during the, the mudslide, I, I, our community came together. We, mm-hmm. we pulled resources out like there was no tomorrow. We had fundraisers. We really came together. And, and I'm, it's hard for me to not see that happening right now. But I do understand that people don't want to talk out about it because to them, it, they feel shameful. It's it, it, it's they don't it's it's a shameful drug and to people um, and and kids feel remorseful. They feel so they don't want to be it once they get addicted to it. They don't want to have to crave that drug. And it's it's the remorse and it. it's the frustration of the, you know, our intervention doesn't work the right way because you have to get a child that's woken up the next day from partying and feels so remorseful. And that's when you have to do the capturing. Nobody wants to sit on the phone and do, you know, wait for the call back for an intake by then it's nighttime. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're out again. Um, I just, it's just really, really hard. And so I'm basically here because if I can just affect one person, that's all I care about. One person, one step, one person, another step. And I'll never know who I've affected. I do know that after my son's funeral, there's two people that have stayed completely off of that knot. Um, Yay! I know. That's two. And I don't know the others. Um, the memorial had, you know, over 500 people there. Um, Justin was very, very well liked. He was a kind, kind boy. Um, and, you know, I did over those two years and all ever, ever since his first overdose, I was so afraid to let go. I, my whole thought was don't let go, don't let go. If I let go, I wouldn't see him. So that's what I say happened to anybody. So, you know, so then I went, you know, KEYT, I did an interview less than two weeks after that i got a call from bill brown i joined project opiate and got up and spoke and it's not an easy thing and it's it just is what i feel needs to be done and i'm not i don't feel any shame i don't it if i like i said one step at a time one day at a time one person at a time um, i don't mean to interrupt stephanie but i am so grateful for you and um, your the memory that we need to keep alive of your son and all those who have died by, by, by this awful drug, um, you are going to make a difference. And, and I'm definitely willing to help push whatever I have to push and help you be that voice for all those who have uh, passed away from, from this, this horrible drug. And I admire your strength and, and I'm so sorry that you have to go through this but um, you're turning it around and, and definitely doing it in the memory of your son, Justin, um, which um, he's lucky he had a mom like you. He's very lucky. 
This is Dominique. Stephanie, thank you so much. And I, I want you to know, I have five children and I spent, as a parent, I spent many nights driving the streets wondering where some of my children were. So I want parents to know this happens to every family. Doesn't matter rich, poor, where, where you are, this happens in every family. It's not something shameful. We have to come together as a community, embrace one another and support one another. Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth with the Braille Institute and Mountain Sage Healing Arts. What I've really been thinking about through the course of this conversation um, is just about the availability of information that's out there and how we can really think about educating our our teens and and every, everybody, adults, people of all, of all ages, about what's going on in in the in in the drug world and and amongst youth in particular. And I really kind of think about. Um, my own school system when I was growing up in Connecticut, where we had um, specific requirements and we had state funding that was available for all of our high schools where students that were enrolled in a, in a physical education class had to be first aid and CPR certified. And in those classes, we learned about um, drug overdoses, how to handle uh, those types of situations, um, how to administer naloxone, how the frequency of, of when to administer uh, doses. Um, and we also got trained in our health classes um, in, in different types of drugs, the effects that those would have on our systems. Um, and it was a requirement. You had to get a certain score on those exams to be able to pass out of that class and you could not graduate high school without it. So it just it kind of makes me think about the the potential for the California school systems to to have systems in, in, in place like this to really spread awareness and and just the, the, the potential that exists for being able to spread awareness. Richard, that is so excellent information. Alex, do you have uh, anything that you can add as well when you're working with your uh, physical uh, fitness clients and so forth? Hi, uh, Alex, your personal trainer for Fit for Life 805. Uh, Stephanie, I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, you know, honestly, the, the biggest thing that, you know, clients have used training to overcome addiction, but I think the biggest thing that really stood out that Stephanie said was that kids are shameful to come out and say that they're addicted to a drug and society has put so much pressure on perfection you need to look a certain way be a certain way be a certain way get a certain gpa and then if on top of that if you tell your family that you're addicted to drugs it's it kind of seems like it's an end-all be-all but i think the parents 
should be open about it, talking about drugs, because I think if the parents lead by example, the kids will not be so afraid to come out and say, hey, mom, I'm, I'm hooked. I need help. Like, this is really bothering me. I, I, I can't get off this, whether it's alcohol, fentanyl, anything. I mean, we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about anything, parents included. So hopefully parents and teens, you're listening, be open, talk about it. You may lose friends, but you will never lose your family. But you stay strong, Stephanie. You're, you're so brave. Oh, Stephanie Foster, if you ever would like to come back or even be part of the show in any way, shape, or form, we would just love to have you. You're a wealth of information. You're the bravest woman I've ever met. we got to go. Um, this, uh, hopefully that this information today... Um, you can share. All right. God bless everyone. See you next week.